Bava Basra, Perik Vav, Mishnah Zion, 6-7. The first part of this Mishnah wants to consider the rights of the public to a path that they've always used. So the setup is you have a person, he's a private person with a private field, and going through his field is a path that's been used by the public since time immemorial, since who knows when. That's the, the path that everyone uses to get from point A to point B. But this guy says, listen, it's on my private property. I don't mind them having a path, but I want this path for myself, and I'll give them a path, you know, whatever. I'll give them a new path, 500 yards to the south of here, and it'll be, you know, the exact, it'll also connect to point A to point B. I'll take this one for myself because it's my private property. It's in my private property or through my private property, and I want to take it. So the basic principle of our Mishnah here is that whatever the public has use of, the public gets to keep, and you can't take it back. So this guy, he's attempting to take the old path and give a new path. So says the Mishnah, If a person has a public thoroughfare, road, path, street, whatever it may be, that's going through his field, Natala, and he takes it over for himself. He says, I'll give you an alternative path. It's a better path with better lighting and it's better pavement and it's just, you know, 500 yards south of here and it's, you know, uh, it gets from point A to point B even better. It's less bumpy, whatever. Doesn't matter. Masha Nasan Nasan. Yeah, but he gave the public, now becomes theirs. This assumes that the public has now made use of it. So it's a new path that people are using. So now it becomes part of the public's property as well because he gave it away. I'm assuming that's true. But the piece he tried to take for himself doesn't arrive in his possession, meaning he just can't take it over. He has no right to take it from the public. And even if he says, listen, I made a, another path 500 yards to the south of here, it's just as good or it's better in every way. So still, he can't do that because, you know what? Someone who lives you know, to the north of this path will say, listen, it's not good for me. I have to walk an extra 500 yards south to get out on the path. I don't want that. So I want my old path back. So they can keep their old path, meaning this guy um, gains nothing and sort of loses everything, if you know what I mean. Now the Mishnah continues on um, to a new point, which is talking about the dimensions of a derech hayachin and derech harabim, a private path and a public path. So really this is kind of harkening back to what we said earlier in this parak and other program right before this, that if a person sells something, exactly what's included in the sale. So in other words, if I agree to put a private path in my backyard, and I'm, let's say, paid for it, or wherever the story is, so then... How big does it have to be? So, derech hayachid arba amos. Says the Mishnah, a derech hayachid, a private path, is four amos wide. Call it six feet or whatever it is, two meters, something like that. That's wide enough for a cart to go through, um, like pulled by oxen or something. And that's what it has to be. Says the Tanakama, and really that's only shita given in our Mishnah, that's fine. But, um, a cherim, another shita in the Gemara, ends up saying, it's a brisa that says no, you just get two and a half almost wide for a derech yachid, two and a half almost being uh, the width for taking like a donkey and its load. So, and that's literally gets lahalacha. Now, derech harabim, if the sale was for a public path, how big is that? Sheshesra ama, 16 almost. That's actually mighty wide. 16 almost is like the width of like the streets that you're used to driving on, something like that. It's like eight meters, whatever it is. I don't know if I'm getting something. Could be close to you know 30, 30 feet or so. It's wide, okay. So um, that's that. It's learned out from the fact that it was the Shusarab for you know for transferring the halachas of Hotza and Shabbos and so on. Fine. Now the Mishnah here, but Pash just takes a like a, a non sequitur. It goes off topic for a minute. It says speaking of laws of imminent domain and how big paths are and what the public has rights to. 
the path for the king has no measurement, which, according to most, means that the king who wants to go from point A to point B, he can go where he pleases, and if there's private property, even fences, he can go through the private property, he can trample the petunias, he can break down the fences to let him and his entourage go with it. That's how it is, because the king is the king. Um, so there's no, there's no min or max, he does, does as he pleases. He doesn't get to own the property. He can't commandeer, he can't you know, confiscate the property without reason. Famous um, story in, in the Malachim, with Ahav and Novat, and he wanted to get the field, but the vineyard, but he couldn't. Um, you know, just you can't, you can't take what's not yours. The king isn't authorized to take stuff, uh, but uh, but he can pass through. Now, the next line of the Mishnah there's actually two pshatim, basically, in how it goes. It says Derech Hakever Ein Lashior, the path for to the graveyard, like for the burial procession, also has no shear. Some learn this is simply saying like a continuation of the Derech Hamelech. We're talking about if people are walking to a funeral and there's a crowd with them. So again, because of cover of mace, they can walk through other people's backyards. They don't have to walk around. They do not have the right to take down fences, but they can walk through private property. Um, others learn, we're talking here back to our old topic, about if you sold rights to someone um, to to give them a derech for their for kvura, a pathway for, for burial, again, there's no shear, meaning there's no, there's no set amounts, and therefore the, the, the statement in of itself is not meaningful. Like, it didn't, you're not bound in anything specific. Okay, the last part of the Mishnah now is going back to for sure selling something. You're selling what's called a ma'amad. A ma'amad is an area, like something like a, a an area, a platform where the people get to congregate. There's a different shot from exactly what's happening here and what, what it's being used for. But basically, as part of the funeral procession, um, People need to gather. Maybe it's seven times on the way there, on the way back. For Nicham Avelim, there's different pshatim on exactly what the people are gathering for to hear the eulogies and so on. Different pshatim, but the point is, if you need an open area, a ma'amad, a place to put everybody, you have this big crowd of people for a funeral, so you like rent it out and you say, "I need a space for a ma'amad," and they agree. So then, how much space do you get? So says the Mishnah, "Ha'ma'amad de'yane tzipori amru." The judges from Tzipori ruled. Base or bas kaben, the amount of area that you would need to plant or that would be required to plant four kav of grain. Okay, I'll save you for now all the complications. It means an area that's 50 by 33 amos. You're talking 1,667 square amos. Um, so that's a, a pretty good area, like, I don't know, 25 by 16 meters or something like that, you know? Um, and uh, that's that's what is considered to be the reasonable amount of space you need to do a ma'amad. So that would be the din if you hired and you paid to rent a ma'amad in someone's you know backyard to facilitate your funeral procession.